we do use ChatGPT to help create the written assets that PodSquiz generates. From my perspective, I think the idea is genius. There's so much content around podcasting, but up until now, the technology was still not there. As Google understands that your business is about AI and podcasts, then, you know, they can see that it's relevant to what people are searching for. And if you pay, you can disable it and you don't have to publish. It's much better to pay for a tool that already has all of this work done. Like what can't be copied easily? So you can just create a shareable link and then I can share it to anyone and they will have access to the results. All right. So, yeah, again, another good episode coming up. You know, we are absolutely excited to have Tiago with us. And, uh, you know, I've been just playing around with Pod Squeeze, which is your company. Mm -hmm. And uh, so far it looks real good. So... I'm glad to have you with us. And uh, I actually have a in, like, immediately first uh, question. You say that it's AI powered. Is it JetGPT what you have inside there or what's the deal? Hey, uh, first of all, thank you so much for uh, having me here in your podcast. Yeah, it is um, It is JetGPT. So we, we basically uh, use another API for the transcription that is uh, also AI based. I think all of these things now are AI based anyways. And then uh, we do use ChatGPT to help create the written assets that Pod, PodSquiz generates. So the show notes, the blog posts, everything goes through this amazing technology that was released a few months ago and it's kind of changing the world. So yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, but before we get started, even though, you know, Mikhail decided to jump <laughs> right in, uh, Tiago, it would be awesome to hear a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, based on the microphone that you have, um, you probably do podcasts as well yourself. So that's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Ch tell us a little bit about yourself. And obviously after that, maybe you could tell a little bit about the company and how the product came to be. I love podcasting and I love to to hear podcasts. I, I believe I first discovered podcasting with uh, Gimlet Media. I don't know if you're familiar with, but um, it's a, it's basically a studio. They end up being acquired by Spotify later on. But the idea when they first started was really interesting, was a podcast about how Alex Bloomberg, the founder, was creating his podcast agency. So it's kind of recursive there, but oh, it was okay, really interesting cool. because he really recorded everything, the low moments, the... And the high moments, the pitches, uh, him speaking with his wife, all of this. And I found it so cool, so interesting. And then uh, Gimlet Media, they produce a lot of other podcasts. And I started really getting into that. And then I discovered other, uh, mostly around the topic of entrepreneurship, which is a topic that I'm really passionate about. Since forever that I've been wanted to start my own businesses, I have a software engineering background. I started working in uh, tech companies and then shortly, or actually more or less around the pandemic, I decided to leave my current job. Uh, I was working for a startup and I decided to basically jump into my entrepreneurship calling. So I decided that I wanted to basically follow this passion and see if I was able to somehow uh, get something to pay the bills. And immediately when I started, uh, after quitting my job and getting my last paycheck, this anxiety started to cripple in and I started to feel um, that what have I done? I was feeling like that, like, oh, oh no, uh, this this might have been a huge mistake. 
I have no money coming in. And now from now on, I'll be only basically uh, using my savings. And because of that, I decided to start my own podcast. Uh, it was back then, I, I it was very spontaneous. I, I found this app called Anchor. Without even knowing, I just grabbed my phone and started recording uh, what was going through my mind, which was all of this, this anxiety and everything. And I decided that I wanted to start this podcast. Uh, it's called the Wannabe Entrepreneur Podcast. And it, it narrates my own journey through the entrepreneurial world. And uh, and kind of things started moving um, alongside that. And uh, it was kind of snowballing. I started to interview other people as well. I started to know more about this world of indie hacking and bootstrapping, which basically... It's the idea of you starting a company without any external investment. And um, I started building my first businesses. I started building a community, a paid community. I started building a lot of businesses around, but nothing really paid the bills. I was uh, still uh, one one year and a half in, and I was still uh, fighting for, for survival and then to basically pay my expenses i started doing as well a little bit of freelancing and then she chat just showed up popped up and i i thought well this is amazing this is this is going to uh this is going to disrupt our lives our the, the technology here it's something that it's a huge leap and uh, back then i was talking with my current co-founder juan who is also an entrepreneur and was just brainstorming ideas and was just thinking hey what shall we do with this new technology? Because I have this feeling that this will solve a lot of old problems, problems that already exist, but this technology will just make them much easier uh, to solve. So, because I have the background in um, the background in podcasting, uh, one of the ideas was that okay, there's so much content around podcasting that it's audio content, but up until now, the technology was still not there to actually repurpose this content in an automatic way. Uh, there was a lot of transcribing services, but they were often not good. Uh, but then I thought, uh -huh. wait, now GPT, it's so smart that you can actually give input that is not 100% correct, and it's smart enough that you'll basically yeah. regenerate. It's got to figure out. Yeah, and figure out everything. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the idea of uh, why we came up with PodSquiz, uh, our tentative to... Um, help podcasters repurpose their content with just a click and in a few minutes and that's uh, yeah how we came up with the idea what, what, where are you located by the way Thiago? i am both of us are in uh, lisbon portugal awesome awesome it's um, kind of like a hotspot for digital nomads and for many entrepreneurs you know seeking a new home yeah in the in the past uh, the past maybe five six years it's been growing a lot and uh a lot of digital nomads are here, but to be honest, I think we could have started this business from anywhere because it's a online business anyway. So yeah, of course, of course, that's very true. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like born global, right? Like when you start from day one, you're basically a global yeah. business. But um, did you did you self fund yourself yeah, completely? Uh, we we are fully bootstrapped, and because of that, we wanted to be profitable profitable from day one. So uh, it's all coming from our savings and mostly we invested our time rather than our money. Uh, well, we, we needed to invest the money to uh -huh. pay our bills. But besides that, all of, we built everything from, uh, Joao is a designer, 
uh, an entrepreneur. I do the development. He also does a little bit of front end, and we basically built the whole platform uh, by ourselves, of course, using the external APIs. Okay, that's awesome. So maybe now there, it's a good segue for you to maybe show the product. Maybe you could show some of the best features of the product. Um, I'm sure it'd be awesome just sure. to just to see how it works. From my perspective, I think the idea is genius because a lot of people, podcasters, they have you know their episodes, but they could create blog posts based on it. They could you know send newsletters. They could create you know show notes chapters and i think uh, your you know service pretty much covers everything yeah. i mentioned so i think it'd be pretty awesome to see how what, it what is your process at the moment by the way do you do you repurpose your content in any way so exactly i think it's it's a very very good question so the idea is um and this was the idea originally why i got excited to have you you know uh, be, the, uh, be our guest is that I wanted to actually give PodQuiz a try because currently we don't repurpose it, you know, pretty much like in any way because it's time consuming and, you know, it already is an investment to do editing and all of that good stuff. So I was thinking like, hey, this could be a really interesting tool and yeah. that's the reason why we reached out to you, right? And uh, really thankful mm. for you to be here. Uh, but the idea was that, hey, if I could with a few clicks repurpose the content so that it doesn't cost me arm and a leg, that'd be pretty sweet. And uh, yeah, that's that's basically the idea. So I, I had a selfish reason for reaching out no, to It's you. funny because we, we have two main clients. One are kind of big agencies that were already doing this. Mm -hmm. They were basically paying people uh, on Fiverr or they have their own team to listen yeah. to the whole interviews, mm -hmm. the whole episodes and write everything down. And that would be more expensive and would take more time, obviously. Uh, and for those clients, that's a no-brainer because they're like, okay, even even though you still have yeah. to edit a little bit and everything, it's just so much faster. So for those clients, it's a no-brainer. And then it's like podcasters like, like myself or, or I guess you guys as well, where it just opens up this possibility before you couldn't do it because you just didn't have the funds or you didn't have the time. But now you can do it because it's just so much faster. So, uh, okay, it's cool to know that you are uh, there. Let me then quickly share my screen. So basically, this is the, the landing page. Uh, it's very simple. And uh, you can just uh, start for free. We offer 50, uh, 50 minutes uh, for free that you can use. So you can just do that and try it out. Or if you have a small, uh, small uh, podcast or a short podcast, you don't actually need to pay. You just have the the fifty minutes. Uh, this is like my. Is it audio only or audio yeah, and video? At the moment, it's audio only, but you can also upload your video. But we'll just use the audio. So when you click in generate content, there's two ways uh, for you to input your content. One is with your RSS ID. To be honest, this is more to test because most people want to generate the assets before actually uploading their content. Uh, to you know, to their uh, host provider. Uh, so normally people use this, where you can just uh, pick up a file, uh, audio file or audio file. Mm -hmm. You can select the language. We do support multiple languages, and uh, you can generate it. Um, if you go through the, um, if you go through the RSS ID, you can just click here, and it basically loads all your episodes. This is my own, uh, my own podcast, and. Uh, 
You've been yeah. busy. Uh, very busy. Yeah. yeah. In the beginning, I was basically yeah. releasing every every day. So that's why it's funny. Oh my God. But I don't recommend consistency. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, that's the bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you basically yeah. generate, and then uh, you wait a little bit here, and uh, it it takes a little bit, like between depends, uh, but between five to ten minutes to generate. But I can already show you um, some content that is generated. You go here on dashboard. Uh, I have so many because I've been doing so many tests that our my dashboard is kind of uh, it's a little bit crazy here but I think maybe this one uh, yeah so some of them are the yeah so uh, this is basically one of the contents here here the transcription is not available anymore because um, it's only available for a few days but basically you get the show notes Oh, this one is actually in a uh, uh, mixture of Portuguese. Let me just maybe find another one. Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, do multiple languages as well. Maybe an English one, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe this one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think, uh, yeah, looks like English at least. Yes. Uh, I've done a lot of testing here. This is just for, for you to show. Maybe don't uh, follow too much the results because I've done see here some... Uh, some tweaking, but you get here the transcription, for instance, with the speakers and everything. This is a very short episode, and you can download it right as a like yeah, uh, correct. SRT you or can something. download it or you can copy it to clipboard. Um, awesome. Then you get here the show notes. These ones are funny because so once you get the show notes, you can actually tweak them using um, GPT. So you just write here your queries and this one was edited by me previously i told it to to write it as it it was a pirate so that's why you see here har me anyways you you can also then yeah, uh, edit funny. here you can just go here and say hey i don't want this uh, so that you can just copy um you can download it you can copy to clipboard and then you can edit using um using uh, gpt like Start with a question or an engaging. Okay, let's see if it works. Uh, I don't know if it will work because it's already kind of a mixture with the pirate thingy. But uh, yeah, so here, as you can see, then hey, <laughs> have you? So it's yeah. Uh, but couldn't decide between use MacBook Pro or M1 MacBook Pro, and so it, now it's kind of edited and then. You can just accept the changes or not. So we are trying to make this also editable. And there's so many new features that we want to introduce because we want, uh, we know that if ChatGPT sometimes is not, it won't give you the best result out of the bat. So we know that we want to allow it to be personalizable so that people can just use and then they can also save their own queries so that they can just apply them in the next, next time they're re-uploading re another episode. Um, so yeah, we also have, that's we awesome. also have the timestamps here. Uh, this one, again, is a very short episode, but it basically shows you a quick introduction and when the type step starts, and then it tells you, like, speaker one, discussers. In this case, it didn't know who was the speaker one, but you can just say, like, speaker one, uh, name is Tiago. I don't know, something like this. Hopefully it will work. Okay, so see now it says Tiago discusses. Okay, it, yep, yeah, it changes yeah. this. Um, 
so yeah you have the the timestamps as well uh we also have tweets i'm a big twitter fan so that's why we have twitter here but we might introduce as well other social media so basically a bunch of tweets here about this episode that you can basically just copy paste to your twitter you can schedule them etc so it's very easy to repurpose these contents some ideas for titles a uh, bunch of titles here that uh, even even if you don't just copy paste it directly great to have ideas and suggestions to create titles for yourself um links so it goes through your episode and basically checks out okay things that you mentioned okay you mentioned linux mentioned trivago reddit and it says also when uh, the host mentioned those um, those links or those tools. Uh, we have a short post as well, uh, which the idea here is to be a short post that you can just use it on Reddit or uh, you can use it on, um, I don't know, Indie Hackers or some short website. Uh, you can can use it. Yeah, like a yeah, short brief, like brief yeah, description. Yeah, exactly. Um, we have a, a newsletter, which is kind of a extended summary of the episode. The idea is that maybe if you if you want to create a newsletter uh, for people that don't want necessarily to listen to you, but they want to read, they're more visual people, uh, you can just repurpose your content that way. Uh, that's actually really convenient. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's something that I'm still not using in my own uh, podcast, but uh, it's something that I'll probably be using soon. And this one are quotes and... Uh, uh, keywords that were not generated here because I believe this is still this we're always introducing stuff so we introduced the quotes and the keywords recently so I believe that this podcast uh, this episode was uploaded before the quotes were available and now I I might struggle to find uh, oh hey here okay so here you can see some quotes uh so Rosie Sherry says, I guess I started something I helped her. So, so this is our quotes that are taken from the interview uh, directly. So they are not uh, changed. So they, this is exactly how, uh, it's not really marketing, it's just community. You know, this kind of quotes that you can just copy paste and can use it. Uh, and you can also see where they were uh, mentioned, etc. And then the keywords here are just like for YouTube, for instance, you can just copy these keywords and uh, it's just also very convenient. Yeah, and then besides that, uh, one uh, feature that we recently introduced, like we are always having feedback and we really want to build this with our clients, but it's the shareable link. So some of our clients want to share the results with their clients or with their uh, co-hosts, etc. So you can just create a shareable link and then I can share it to anyone and they will have access to the results. And yeah, that's that's basically it. Will they be able to also make some like adjustments, tuning? Do they have access to that or is it just to view the results? At the results? moment, it's just to view the results. Uh, we do have a lot of people okay. asking the, for the possibility to add more people to their accounts so that everyone can manage. Uh, yeah. It's still not there, yeah. but it's, uh, we have with so many people are asking for this that we'll definitely introduce this soon. So what do, what do you have uh, on your roadmap? What's going to happen next? What is your plans? Yeah, so just for you, for I guess for you, the listeners to understand, we started this in uh, March, right? So it's been, you know, roughly wow. two months. Uh, oh, that's yeah, crazy! Yeah, so that's actually the product that yeah. you're seeing seeing here. It's still it's it's two months of work, but there's still so much things that we can do introduce, right? That we believe that the the main things are already there, uh, but 
we are we want to build this with our clients. We are building this for our clients. Uh, therefore, we most of the ideas come from them. So some ideas are um, what I just mentioned, so that you can share your account and and add other people to your account. Small things, small details. For instance, changing your email. Uh, things that are not necessarily super important for the content, but it just it makes the usage of the tool much easier uh, and much more professional, much more mature that like big agencies can use it. So our goal here is that as a small podcaster or as a big agency, both of these two parties can use our tool. It's quite a challenge because you need to keep it simple yet complex. You know what I mean? But uh, maybe a question that I always have at the back of my head is that... Um, you know, because you're using obviously ChatGPT and probably something like Whisper API or something similar to that for transcribing. So what do you think is your competitive advantage? Because unfortunately, you know, a lot of people have access to ChatGPT or maybe fortunately, depending on how you look at it. What do you think is the secret sauce here that cannot be copied yeah. easily? Because now there are so many ChatGPT-based tools popping up and every time I'm asking myself, like, hey, like, what is your secret sauce? Like, what can't be copied easily? Artem, that's a great question. Uh, it's something that we definitely uh, thought about and we were a bit scared, scared at the moment. Uh, at, at first, we actually thought, hey, uh, now GPT-4 might even introduce the possibility of just uploading your audio, right? Like, are they going to take out us, um, yeah. basically become a serious competitor? And... After building this, we started to realize that no, because we have the a lot of our work has been in uh, kind of tuning the prompts, and we spend so much time uh -huh. just tuning the prompts and and just finding the right prompts that will yield the best results is something that takes so much time that uh, if a person that will have to pay anyways, right? So because GPT is not free, right? They will anyways have to pay. It's much better to pay for a tool that already has all of this work done, where they can already edit, where they can share with their, where they can share with their uh, clients or uh, co-hosts, where they, it's a tool just for podcasters, right? So it's, even though, uh, yes, you, you can do it with GPT and Whisper, for instance, if you have the skills to, to use those APIs, uh, it's still such much more convenient to use a tool like Podsquiz. So actually, we are not worried about that at all. So how did you how did it create the the part that uh, it takes the sound and and you know transforms it to the readable content for the ChatGPT? How did you do That's that? also an API. Uh, it's a, it's an API. Right. It's a service. We just send them the audio and get the um, and get the transcription. Oh, the right. biggest... okay. Got it. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a coder. I, I don't know. I'm not a coder. I don't know. You know, the technical yeah. parts. Sorry, Adam. The, the biggest issue with GPT 3.5, we are still not using GPT 4. Uh, hopefully, with GPT 4, this will be better. Uh, is that GPT 3.5 only allows inputs in chunks. So you have a, a maximum limit of inputs. And obviously, a subscription of a website so much bigger than the input that we have to like create some logic from our side that would manage this. So going back to your question, Adam, especially with GPT, uh, the GPT 3.5, uh, for sure it's not a competitor because people need to, you know, create their chunks and everything. For GPT, 
four, which we also want to use because they increase their uh, limits much more. They can maybe just copy and paste their transcription. But yeah, as I said, there's so many great features that we introduced that, yeah, we're not worried about the, that that comp competitor. Yeah, I think basically it comes down to convenience. Uh, your program and, you know, your solution is so convenient. It's yeah. easy and people are willing to pay for that. And uh, with ChatGPT, you know, basically now the infrastructure is there, it's available, but you have to have very technical skills and you have to still invest time to understand how it works to get exactly. the best results. And so there will be a lot of tools like yours that basically make using ChatGPT or different APIs more, you know, more accessible, more convenient. And I think if you focus on uh, adding useful features and most importantly, and I think this is the one of the most important things when it comes to startups, if your velocity is very good, you listen to your customers, you make modifications, introduce new features. If the velocity of this feedback loop is quick enough, I think you will be able to adapt to market changes. You'll be able to adapt to evolving needs of your customers and so forth. So I think it, it does make it does make a lot of sense. And um, of course, there is you can then connect other things like translating to different languages. So you could create subtitles in many uh, different languages, right? You video. could introduce, for example, if there are yeah, if there are already chapters. You can already maybe do like editing so you can create short bite-sized exactly. clips yeah. right based yeah. on the yeah based on the uh, quotes that may, may be mentioned during the podcast episode maybe you can start supporting video and once you start supporting video i think that's where it becomes really interesting because you know if you were able to create you know short kind of like vertical videos right for like youtube yeah, shorts exactly. or tiktok based on timestamps or something similar that'd be really i think he yeah. has because that saves so much time you know in terms of there. editing right if you could create a template and then using that template it would automatically create shorts of the most important highlights something like that could really really i think be be awesome um i'm wondering uh like what is your tech stack like what did you use to build the service like are you using i don't know like React, JS, Mongo, like now Mikael will probably be bored, but I'm just curious. <laughs> so our tech stack is pretty much very, very simple. Um, we, the front end is React, React based. The uh -huh. back end are Google functions using Python. So uh, it's very, very simple, but awesome. still very scalable, right? So um, yeah, that, that's basically it. And, and can, you, can you explain for the people who are not uh -huh. tech savvy, why that is such a like convenient way to do yeah, it. Yeah, so it's a great question. I hope that I don't disappoint. So the idea here is that we don't have to manage the infrastru infrastructure. We don't we don't need to worry about servers. We don't need to worry about scalability, which means if we suddenly have more oh, people yeah. accessing our website, it just scales by, by itself. We don't have to uh, go and uh, quote-unquote create more service or or doing anything like that. Uh, everything is managed by Google. So it's been working really well. Uh, there's, of course, also some disadvantages to this way of doing things, but it's always what I use when I'm starting something new because it's very fast and very scalable. 
Uh, maybe in the future we might change it, but to be honest, so far I'm really happy and we have we we got already a lot of traffic coming in, especially when we did our product hunt launch and it worked seamlessly. Our infrastructure always was able to respond uh, perfectly. So that's why we it, since we are only two of us, uh, this is really helpful because yeah, we don't have to worry about the whole infrastructure, scalability and all of that. Basically, if you think about it, like maybe I could provide additional information. So traditionally you have your software, you put it on a server and when you have like many requests coming in, server cannot keep up, you have to get another one, then you have to put load balancer in front of them. So it spreads the load to two servers. Now two servers is not enough. You're adding one server goes down. You have to take it out of rotation. So all of this management basically goes away because Tiago packages his Python code in a specific way and it send, like he sends it to Google and says like, hey, I'm going to pay you for every single execution. I don't care how much hardware it requires. Wow. I don't care. I'm just going to pay for execution. And that way Google puts it on their infrastructure and you know it automatically scales it. So basically Tiago never pays for the infrastructure if he's not yeah. using it he only pays when he makes a call and you know the feature uh, the the software is executed and then it dies and then it waits for another exactly. call so basically it's kind of like uh, it's it's uh, i think like serverless uh, solution basically that uh, google offers but there are others there is uh, avs lambda and uh, edge mm -hmm. functions and so forth but it's pretty awesome. Um, I, I'm trying within my company. I'm trying to get people excited about serverless architecture. So I think it's 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 really good to hear that you are actually using it and you have deployed it in production environment and you are happy. The only question that I have is that, like, what downsides did you see? And I promise, Mikhail, we're gonna stop very soon. I promise. <laughs> no, you know, what I, downsides I find this, did you I find see? This very in... interesting. Yeah, this is. Uh... Uh... Yeah, I, I know. I know that many uh, stuff. But yeah, go ahead, Tiago. First of all, like the code is very spaghetti. Like uh, it doesn't scale well, right? So oh, okay. The more functionalities you want to add, you either split into more functions, which is something that I might do in the future. Otherwise, you basically have everything in the main, kind of you know. So uh, it's harder uh, okay. to read, especially if now I would onboard more developers. I guess it would not be super easy to read that code. Um, so that's one one problem as it scales up. The other problem is also that this, which is not really a problem, but these functions do have a timeout. So, uh, for for yeah. example, when I'm working with GPT, sometimes GPT is really unstable. Sometimes they are just down or they are super slow. Yeah. Um, and you probably already noticed that if you use the the UI GPT UI. So I need to find a way. Of our, course. Our our um, functions will, I think they, they can still run for nine minutes, which is a lot. Uh, but yeah, then sometimes it'll yeah. just time out and we need to, to find other ways to just recall that function. So you need to think a little bit differently. You cannot structure uh, an API so well like you do maybe with Flask or with um, Spring Boot or something. Uh, so if you're working with a big team, it might be a bit harder. But for only one person so far, I don't know. I love it. I really enjoy it. I don't need to worry about like Kubernetes or I don't need to worry about any, you know, extreme backend stuff. It's 
I just put it there and it works. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, now maybe for something that um, everybody can enjoy. So when you started your, you know, your company, you you probably incorporated in Portugal or I don't know, like how did you handle that? But anyway, you have your product. You know, you got your MVP. How did you get your initial customers? Yeah, like what was what, your market? Like gotcha. how, yeah, how did how did you approach potential customers, or did you do paid advertising? Did you well, obviously, you probably went to like indie hackers or maybe some other communities and released it there. You mentioned product hunt as well, so maybe you could talk a little bit like how did you get your first initial mm-hmm. paying Good customers? Question. First of all, uh, as I told you in the beginning, I've tried already many things. I've tried many other projects and. Uh, when I was interviewing in my in my interviews here, when I interviewed podcasters, sorry, when I interviewed indie hackers, I interviewed some that were still struggling and some that did really, really well. Some that are now making maybe 30, 40, 50 uh, K MRR, right? Uh, I even interviewed, I don't know if you know, Peter Levels, which uh, is making two, three million a year only with this project. And it's basically working alone. And there's one big difference between the ones that are still kind of struggling and the ones that reach this kind of success, which was their customer acquisition. Some of them really had to fight hard for their customers. Each customer was a win and they have to somehow to convince them. And a lot of them or the others that actually got really successful, for them it was much easier. You know, they were... The customers were lining up, giving them their passwords, giving everything. They just wanted to use their product. So that's uh-huh. what I was looking for. And that's what we found with BotSqueeze. So that, that's also something really important, which is people really want to use BotSqueeze. From the beginning, we had so many problems at first and people wouldn't give up. They wouldn't just like just close their window and continue their lives. No, they would just go on the chat or send emails they really wanted to use. So I think there, there was some kind of product mar- market fit from, from the start. With that said, uh, we started very simple by sharing on uh, Twitter. I, I have around 2,500 or something followers on Twitter, on Reddit, and with all these directories around uh, AI, which is great, right? So everyone, we are also kind of surfing this AI wave, you know, and everything that is AI-based will get some yeah, traction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And from the start, we got much more traction than any of my projects uh, before. Yeah, so that's kind of how we started. Um, and uh, it was kind of started growing. We got a few paying customers that way. And then you'll be uh, probably surprised about our main source of customer acquisition, which is called emailing. Yes. Wow. Okay, tell so me I, more about that. <laughs> like basic, yeah. basic average. Yeah. You just, we, there's a ton of uh, databases uh, with um, for podcasters w- with their emails because in our uh, RSS feed normally there's your email there I don't know if you know about this but the email is there ah, so you okay. can actually yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. databases that gives you the RSS feeds and you can just go there and fetch the emails and there are also some paid tools where you can also get the emails and we decided to just start sending emails to these people cold emails cold outreach and to say hey uh, my name is Tiago I have this tool I'm looking for to hear to hearing from you, I want to see your feedback because you're a podcast and you might, you, is this useful? And uh, around 40% of our customers, 50% of our customers are coming from this cold emailing. 
very yeah. smart. Yeah. Wow. You know, I, I, I've seen, because we do a lot of uh, email outreach, so basic call email mm-hmm. and all that, um, there's this like new wave of email marketing and call email mm-hmm. stuff, you know, when it's done properly. The old stuff where you just put stuff, you know, things on, on MailChimp and just start shooting mass stuff, you know, that's, that mm-hmm. doesn't work. But, you know, when you're doing it like you did, you actually found very good uh, audience for that one who actually can resonate yeah. your message, then it for sure, you know, it's one of the best ways to, to get. Yeah, definitely, Mikhail. Right and one interesting thing is that people actually thank us for the cold email. I've never seen yeah. this before, you know? Yeah, normally it's like, hey, stop you spammer. Yeah, this will, we got actually emails of people saying like, hey, I normally don't like old emails, but thank you for sending this. You know, this is amazing. So it's it's crazy. What do you use when you do cold emailing? Like, what do you use? Like, do you automate yeah, it anyway? Yeah, to be honest, it's really funny. Like, we we started by basically going on Gmail. We we didn't even have our own uh, a domain yet or email, and we just go, went on the BCC and I added like tons of emails and I was sending and it was working, but suddenly uh-huh. got blocked. Gmail just yeah. blocked our account. <laughs> we tried to appeal. But, yeah. They said no, and and. Suddenly, this was also kind of our main account that we're using for all of our services. They're like, I don't oh. care. Like, you don't access this account anymore. I kind of begged, like, please, I will stop. Like, no, sorry, you have no more access to, to this account. It's like, okay, uh. motherfucker. You're really annoying. So uh, then we created our own uh, domain. We are using Zoho for the for our email, for email, email hosting. hosting. And I basically also use SendGrid that also offers an API. I was using it before and it worked. So I have kind of a script that wakes up every day and sends, you know, X amount of emails uh, using this API. So far, actually, it's been working fine. Actually, today, uh, our account was put into review. <laughs> so I hope I hope we can oh. solve this issue. I don't know why SendGrid would do this. I recommend that uh, you should start using Lemlist. You know, ah. we, we use Lemlist a lot. And uh, then just open another domain, you know, just like pod, the podsqueeze.com or pod, podsqueeze.io yeah. or whatever and create there a Gmail account, you know, just like a regular Google work, Workspace account. And then, you know, you add that to the Lemlist so that Lemlist can start to warm up your email account and then it creates you to look like you are a person and then it, it starts to send one, one-to-one yeah. emails. We've been using that a lot and um, has been working 100% of the time. I cool. uh, never had any any problems with all of our pl- client, clients and customers and also we always get to the primary inbox, never to spam, wow. never to categories or anything. How many so emails do you send I, per day? Uh, well... Uh, like 50 a day per account 50 so like okay yeah so like you can you can send up to 100 but then you are close to to this uh ghost limit of you know what google is is you know because they have this like restrictions ah, okay. that they they are not gonna tell you so if you have a brand new account like brand new Gmail account and you start sending like 20 or more per day then they're gonna ban you right um uh, you have to warm it so Lemlist is also doing you the warm up. So it's it's called uh well, you know, it's they're like some yeah, yeah. uh company. So uh Lemwarm warm is, is okay. the name for it. So so then you warm up warm it up like four four weeks yeah. 
and then when it's done, you know, it, it gives you this score when it's it's re- like when you can actually start using it, and then just start you know start your campaigns. You can do A/B testings. You can do like all sorts of stuff. You get all the data out of it, and and yeah, it uses it uses Gmail. So you know you can do your own DKIMs, SPS, yeah. DMARCs, and all that. So yeah, um, start using that one. Uh, you can do easy and safely 50 per day uh you can probably go to like 80 70 80 per day but you could just do like a couple of accounts and put them there so then you get i mean like we have one client that we do we have 10 mm-hmm. accounts so it says like 500 a day one to one understand michael we are sending four thousand a day so yeah oh, yeah well, okay. that, yeah. that's okay. the problem that, then if you're doing that then you always end up in a situation where uh yeah. you know uh you get you but get if banned. you don't use if you so use your own domain that, that i guess problem. if you don't use gmail you can uh, uh expand your limits right it, yeah i mean it depends uh who you are no i mean do you mean like using google no, if you just use uh, uh, gmail but just something at podsqueeze or tpodsqueeze.com you know no i yeah we well, the, you know, uh, in Google Workspace, you create your own. Ah, okay. Uh, domain, but you still have the limits. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, you still have. Okay. Them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, I guess what uh, Diego is asking, like, if you use your own domain, can you not use Gmail? Can you use like yeah. something else, or like how does? Yeah, like, of course, work? you could use Outlook or whatever. You know, doesn't matter where you, you know, connect your uh, domain yeah. name, uh, but you always end up in the same situation because, you know, if if it's run by Microsoft or Google or, or whatever, you know, these main providers, then they always ban you because they don't want spammers. And that's why they, they yeah. ban you. And then, oh, you know, if you okay, okay. want to use Active Campaign or MailChimp or whatever mass marketing tool, then that's definitely not going to work because you always go to spam. Got so it. many times, mm-hmm. and, and that's why it yeah. can either. And also, it's not GDPR, all right. So, so there's yeah. also that. There's also an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the, the, there is no easy solution, but but uh, what one thing you might consider is that if you generate list of email addresses, you can actually upload them to pay-per-click advertisement systems, so you could target advertising to those email addresses, yeah. so they only those. Only those people would see the advertisement. It's not maybe as cost effective and it's not indie yeah. hacker friendly, maybe, but it's uh, one way maybe to go around the limitation. Yeah, good but I think Mikhail is absolutely correct. Uh, so the, the banning doesn't happen on the sender side, the banning happens on the receiver ah. side. So if, if you send so if you send a lot of emails, the, uh, Gmail will, will actually shadow ban your account. Yeah. It's basically would say like, hey, if this email sends, you know, uh, emails to Gmail users, disregard it or put it straight to spam or yeah. something because it sees that, you know, so many Good emails points. are coming. Okay. Yeah, that's true. And and then you can get your then you can get your um, uh, your address to blacklisted, and then it's really hard to get okay. it out. So. Good to know. So if you're doing uh, cold cold emailing, and especially with those those numbers. Definitely don't use your own on domains because then it's gonna just affect that's, on everything. That's and a good point. That's something yeah. that you don't want. That's yeah. very valuable. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that comes to mind, and I think this is in terms of like marketing, 
Um, I really like SEO, you know, when it comes to marketing, because it's very powerful, mm -hmm. it's scalable, it's cost effective. And I think because you understand your target audience, like really, really well, you could create something really, really powerful. Like, for example, you know, you already kind of, you know, you already work as kind of like a, you know, podcast hosting in a sense, you already store the files, right? Yeah. You have the files, right? You already store the files. And you can put something like cl uh, Cloudflare CDN so that, you know, the CDN provides unlimited bandwidth so you don't have to worry about it. So why don't you allow podcast creators, especially those who are just getting started, to create a profile like right away for their podcast so that it basically and it will use subdomain like podcast name dot podsqueeze.com. <laughs> and that way, basically, you will generate enormous amount of content show notes, transcriptions, and you will provide value because they already upload episodes yeah. to you anyway. Yeah. They just click create profile page and boom, that's it. Player, show notes, you know, quotes, I've been, whatever. I've been pitching this idea to Michael van der Schoel for, uh, for some time now. Um, <laughs> there, there are a few problems with that because mostly people, they want to use this content to boost their SEO in their own websites, right? So if you if you are of you course. cannot have duplicated content otherwise it will damage theirs. Uh, one option that we that we are considering is to create this kind of search engine for podcasts where uh, you can yes you can create your own kind of profile for each one of your episodes. You can define uh, what content you want to show there and then people can actually search for it either on Google or in our own search uh, box. And then you can, let's say you want to search for a specific topic, you want to search about email marketing, for instance, and then it would pick up this mm -hmm. episode and say, hey, uh, they are speaking about it in this timestamp. So you can actually read it or listen to it. We're going to do this. And I think this will be definitely a great idea to bring some, um, you know, SEO marketing or some nice organic traffic. Yeah, I think uh, I think the service that I used before, uh, I think it was... Um... Uh, chat GPT. I think there was already something like that. I think it was listen notes or something similar. But I think there was a service where uh, they actually crawl, you know, the like different podcast feeds. Then they get the audio file. They use Whisper or something similar to transcribe it. They put it in PostgreSQL. They put full text search on it, and then they allow you to search basically, and it will automatically. Like if you're searching for a specific phrase, it will show you in which episodes it's appear. And then if you click on it on a specific episode, it will actually rewind to that specific part when oh, this cool. phrase is mentioned so that you can go like really deep into it. But I think you can be very smart about this. So first of all, you can ask people like this could be a feature that you turn on or turn mm -hmm. off. Yeah. That, right. That so that if I want be, yeah. profile, public profile, yeah, then I can put on or off. But another thing that you could, you know, be really smart about, you could use uh, something that many uh, companies already use, like GitHub and Gitbook and many others. So if you use free version, you have yeah. to publish, yeah, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. And if you pay, you can disable it and you don't have to publish. So that could be... That could be something like interesting. So there yeah. is a trade-off. Like, hey, you know, if you want to pay, 
all up to you. And like big agencies or even, you know, podcasters like us, we don't mind paying, especially, you know, um, I'm going to actually, in this episode, I'm going to use PodSqueeze to generate all the assets and I will see how it works. And, you know, if we run into any problems, I will chat yes, with you definitely. then on the website and let you know. But I think it's gonna it's gonna go really really well. So I'm just thinking that um, you have access to so much really cool content through assets of your clients, and if you respect their wishes, but you create some sort of mechanism for you to leverage it, I think there'll be a lot yeah. of benefit in terms yeah, of abs- SEO. Absolutely right. I think that's definitely one of the things that is also in our uh, roadmap. Um, we are just trying to take care of all the crucial features for our paying users uh, because we are still growing. We, every day we are growing and uh, we are quite happy with that at the moment. Uh, we want to improve also our our transcriptions. We are working with other services that will provide better transcription and everything. And probably that will be something maybe in the near future that we'll be introducing something like that. But it's very, very good. Thanks for the, for the input, Arthur. Of course, of course. And just just general SEO, because you know the target customer really well. If you write good articles, SEO-optimized articles, I think that will already be like really huge because yeah. people, you know, if you use th- something like Answer the Publi- uh, Public or even like Google Ads, Keyword Planner, you can see what people uh, are searching for. So if you just put podcast and then, for example, how, and it will show you all the search terms, you know, where... There is how and podcast. So you will see all the questions people ask Google, how to do this in podcast, how to do that in podcast. And you could create like articles that specifically answer those questions and you will start appearing in search results. Yeah, and you can... Uh, So I can actually show it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can actually... And now, Mm -hmm. while while Artem is uh, finding it, uh, it's own... Now, you know, uh, Neil Patel bought it. Uh, some time ago. Yeah. So now they are embedding it to Uber Suggest, which is the you know Neil Patel's own like SEMrush basically. And I actually been I've been using well I've been using SEMrush and all those, but uh, now that we we started to use Uber Suggest and it's actually really good. Uh, now especially that the answer the public is embedded into so so it can generate to ideas based on what people are searching for. Interesting. And, and yeah. you know, with so, Uber, such as it can search all this uh, other data for it. Yeah, and here, as you can see, I didn't even need to log in or anything. You can do they, like they one or two. They give you a couple two. of free ones. Yeah, they give you a couple of searches a day for free. And here, you see all the questions that people ask regarding podcasts. Yeah. And then you so ask for exa- to write article for all those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how podcast marketing how podcast helps your business, how podcast on Spotify, and then what podcast was called Sprouse on? Okay, that's not really. Um, uh, why podcast is the best platform to use? And all the like really Which... red ones are the ones that people are searching uh, the most. Yeah, the, the most. And the sh- yeah, so it's good. How, to... how podcasts make money, you know, uh, how to create podcasts, how to upload, how to make an intro. So basically, this is just a treasure trove of uh, content marketing ideas, right? And because you are really, I think, good uh, in, in terms of just like your own podcast, you're really very prolific 
uh, podcaster, what you actually could do is you could create maybe tutorials, you know, or maybe just like work on the content marketing side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think you'll be really good. You're very, you're very charismatic. You're very positive. Even if you create like videos, right. And then you can, you can based on those videos, create blog posts. So you would have the video and and the textual content so that. And especially you because you're also, from both. you're also passing with the Core Web Vitals assessment. I just went, went and checked it out. So then you also now have the organic boost. So so whenever you're doing any kind of uh, these articles that Artem showed you, you're going to get easier uh, ranking what than others. What did you mention that we passed what? Google's Core Web Vitals. Uh, it's the... Well, you know, I can well, show I'm, get, I'm getting can a show masterclass you your own on, data. Getting a masterclass <laughs> on marketing here. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, the, the idea here is that we get excited and we want to help. We want to provide value, ah. not just you, you know, telling us oh, about cool. your business, but also this. we want to provide as much yeah. value. Yeah. So, so what what this means is that Google Google did this. Um, I think it was last year, or it was uh, yeah, I, I think it was last year's August, or maybe it was the year before. I don't remember anymore, but. Anyway, it's uh, like a one or two year um, new thing, but this affects on your organic uh, organic views a lot. And your past, which is not where you uh, usually people don't pass it, they they suck with these ones. So so that's why your mobile one is uh, passing it, which is very good. And also the desktop is passing. And in the SEO oh, wise, 97. you put a little bit more effort, but ninety is all right. But you can get better because it's. There's not much what you can do, so so you know, couple of, of okay. just let's see the to the uh, SEO part. So you don't have all attributes, so use the add all you know attributes, and that should be fine with that one. Other otherwise, it's fine. Interesting. Uh, so I mean, what I just saying here is that you pass it, you pass it uh, CWV. So then whatever you do with your organic stuff, you get easier ranking. It's not immediate. It's not like 100% you get to first page, but you have a uh, easier way to rank than very others. Interesting. How do I get to this yeah. page speed? And it's because you have built your site very well. Yeah, so it's just pagespeed.web.dev yeah. and you will be able to access it. it. It's the old lighthouse, which just is rebranded. And this is Google's own. own. Uh, so Google owns this one. So yeah. And remember, you know, if you want to, if you want to kind of, you know, understand what is happening when it comes to SEO, you should definitely start using Google Search Console. Yeah. Mm, no, that I 100%. do. Hundred percent. That's what I get. Google's, yeah. If you, if you, yeah. Okay. okay very good. good. <laughs> so, if you use Google Google Search Console, you will be able to see if there are any deviations from Core Web Vitals. You'll be able to see if there are any, you know, negative. Um, you know, changes in your Lighthouse score. So really? that will be visible in Google Search Console. It will give you a lot more detailed information because the tool that Mikael uh, showed you, it only checks one page, the one that you insert and that's it. But Google Search Console spiders like the whole website yeah, and it will be able to show you if there are specific problems on specific pages. So maybe you can answer a question yeah. that I have, which is, most yeah. people that come to our website through Google is because they search pod squeeze. Why is that? <laughs> because you are not ranking in any other other way. So it's yes. people yeah. that already reason. know about uh, us and they... Mm, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And that's so, why I was thinking that 
when when Artem showed you the you know how podcast and stuff these kind of keywords, you should also try to write something about you know because people are for sure searching for AI podcast. Yeah. Like yeah, everybody's everybody wants to start using AI stuff for everything. So for sure, yeah. there's gonna be now a lot of questions for about AI podcast, but for sure there also are not gonna be quite much of competition. Uh, you know, compared to these traditional keyword, uh, like how to make money on yeah. podcasts, yeah, exactly, and stuff like yeah, that. exactly, yeah, yeah, like this. As Google understands that your business is about AI and podcast, then you know they can see that it's relevant to what people are searching for. So when you have a lot of articles and tutorials and you know all this like how to stuff about AI and podcast, and and you know this, you're gonna get a lot of relatively easy traffic. Because that long tail is just not that so yeah. much used, just because it's so new. Very good, thank you. Yeah. So if if you think if you think about it, there are branded keywords and there are non-branded keywords. So every single website receives quite a lot of traffic based on branded keywords. And branded keywords are usually your company name, your product name, and stuff like that, right? And usually when people you know type in Google your company name, that means they already heard about your company. Maybe it's called email that you sent. Yeah. Maybe they heard about it on, you know, indie hackers, whatever. So branded keywords is not a very good indication of right. your SEO visibility. Branded keywords is usually a very good indication of your brand and yeah. the, the strength and, of your brand. And that's because basically. of the cold emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But but uh, you should be able and you should want to rank for other keywords like Mikhail mentioned, you know, like AI podcast or how to how generate to use chat GPT you know, for my podcast. Yeah, like this yeah, 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 yeah. Podcast chat GPT or something like that. And the best way to do that is to just write uh, really, really good articles. And I can show you, you just can, can before you can we use chat for for that. <laughs> I'll use I, I actually been writing like uh, speak. And then get Podsquiz will yeah, generate yeah. the yeah, article for yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But now, now you yeah. also need to check when you are writing these articles. And sorry, you know, I just caught, caught you course. there. But uh, you need to, because you, you're using 3.5, uh, usually that is getting um, stuck with AI detectors. So so you just need to run it through with Jetsy before and ask it to make more sound like yeah. human. Uh, so that, uh, you know, these AI detectors are not going to, spot you you can just there's a plenty of good ai detectors so just you know try one and and see if it gonna be detected then you, you should use because you're not gonna get that ranking mm, uh it. yeah so just a very quick example so for example here as you can see there is a query reddit ads beginners guide and there are like 82 million search results so it's pretty competitive and our our uh, article is number one, and the yeah. reason because it's the it's really most well useful done. and like really long and you have very a lot of pictures. You have a lot of pictures. Do you have actually yeah. even a video there? Did I see that or was that, uh, is that yeah? There was top? animation, maybe more yeah. than a video, but there was for sure. I know if, if you add 100%. videos, if you add uh, images, and then oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, it's a GIF. Is that is that GIF? Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a MOV or MP4 file without sound. And how many views do you have per day? Uh, just based on that 
Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't remember. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember. But the thing is, is that it's, uh, it's been like this article in particular was really popular and probably one of the most popular articles. So, you know, like I truly believe in content marketing and like long-term, if you think about scalability of your business, for you, it kind of makes a lot of sense. You create really good content. And then at the end of the like blog post or whatever, you are like, Hey, try pod squeeze for free. You have nothing to lose, you know, get your podcast, you know, get it to another level you know, elevate your podcast, you know, save time so that you can produce more episodes or you can focus on marketing. Mm. So it, it creates a sales funnel that makes a lot of sense. You create content yeah. that attracts podcasters and then using that content, you put them in your sales funnel where you try to convert them to trial users. You can, And once they're trial users, you convert them to paying customers. And, and you can also create this, um, like, uh, give us your email and uh you're gonna we're gonna teach you in like 10 days we're gonna send you emails on you know how you can create your own podcast with pod quiz uh pod quiz easier than than you know one two three so this kind of like the reason why somebody should put their email account there that's like the 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 low, lowest part of the you know the people just engaged and then you know this other stuff is like the second one there which is more valuable obviously but with this you know you can get a lot of people to your email uh lists and and start generating and nurturing them into paying customers really cool and remember probably the one of the best things you can do is you can create a public tool call it for example free you know transcription for your podcast or something no logins no signups yeah, nothing no credit cards you they they just yeah they just upload file they just upload file and then you tell them like, hey, the transcribing is now happening. And then please provide your email. And when it, once it's complete, we will send you the link to the transcription. And then basically in the background, you create a free account for them, transcribe it and mm. send them the link. Mm. So basically it's a, like a sales yeah. tool, yeah. basically. With the free, free account would see the results. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah That's yeah. kind of what we're so doing now with, uh, there are many t- with our free tier. Yeah. And it's working really well. You don't need to put any credit yeah. card. You just need to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you need to register, register. So it's not really visible to Google. True. Yeah, but I was thinking that you have uh, something like... Um, you, you have PDF a like, stronger compress. Yes. So, for example, you know, like this this tool that is really popular, for example, this compress PDF, right? So if you... For example, just Google compress, you know, like PDF compressor. And the first result is compress PDF. But notice that it doesn't ask you to log in, register. You just click select PDF. You drop it here and the tool starts working, right? So the idea was that you could create maybe something like this where people could upload the file. And then it just says like, hey, we're almost there. Give your email address and we will send you a result via email when it's done. And then in the background, what you're actually doing, you are creating a free account for them, putting that file there, getting transcription and just sending them the information like, hey, your file is transcribed. Go check it out. Yeah. And uh, here is your like access credential. Or then you can also create, uh, you know, when you do this, but then you put like one of these because now that you are, you are giving in your free accounts uh part you're gonna give these you know, testimonial oh sorry what 
I'm going to go to my dashboard and I see a lot of quotes and all this. So then you could just put one of those and so that people, people are going to already get some results and then see like, do you want to get all these other results as well? Create, uh, free create your free yeah. account and go and check it out. It's already there. So, so like this That's kind really of stuff, smart. it's it really smart. It's like, I, I would, I would definitely go and like, okay, because I already got something out of it. Yeah. Like shit. Okay. This is, this is solid. Yeah. Uh, and then, then the other parts would be blurred, like create your free account to get yeah. the rest of the stuff. And guys, it's free. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. So then people are like, fuck it. Okay, we're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. The possibilities yeah, but- are endless, it seems. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I really feel that this is a kind of company that we could definitely go for, like raising money and getting a slightly, slightly bigger team so that we could explore or exhaust all of these possibilities and grow much faster. It's not mm-hmm. something that we are mm-hmm. looking oh, yeah. for at the moment uh, because we want to keep it lean and, you know, grow it like this. But lean and, you, and you, mean. And you, get, and you get better money uh, in future if you're just not getting a lot, like good user base and, and good traction. So, you know, then you don't have to sell that much of your stocks, say investors. So, of, of course, you should go you should go without money as long as it, like without uh, funding as, as long as possible. But but it's already an hour uh, and we could talk yeah. for hours. But uh, Tiago, I think we need to wrap up and let you continue working on new <laughs> cool features. What I can promise is I already started my upgrade process. I'm going to upgrade to the $29 a month account and I'm just going to give it cool. a shot and uh, we will use it in, in our podcast and we will let you know if there is anything that we run into or maybe if we have additional questions but it was really amazing to have you on our podcast thank you so much for your time for your energy your insight and remember guys if you want to check out pod squeeze the link is in the description down below and again tiago it was it was an amazing interview i personally learned a lot and now I have more credibility <laughs> to go to my team and say like, hey <laughs> guys, functions. how about Google Cloud Functions? Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. All right. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. So much. Yeah, I feel that I've learned a lot with you guys as well. So thank you so much for uh, having me here in your podcast.